Hi everyone and welcome to Business Access by TD Image. My name is Tiago D'Souza and today I am talking to Lou Diamond. Lou, how are you? Doing spectacular, Tiago. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk to you because you have a vast, and I mean vast, vast, vast experience in tactical procedures for businesses and making sure that businesses are successful. Can you tell us a little something about your history? You know, I love to tell people I, I was put on this planet to work with the most amazing businesses, leaders, and brands and help them thrive through the power of connecting. So when you say my tactics, my tactics are to help whether it's the business development or sales, leadership, or the marketing and messaging to better connect with the end target that you're trying to connect with. That's been uh, my whole career, really, and whether I've done it um, in consulting and Wall Street or in the digital marketing firm I used to work with a long time ago, connecting people and getting them to recognize that when they truly connect, deeply connect within that, their business, themselves, and their lives truly thrive. That's amazing. How did you find out this was your passion? How did you get into it? It took a long time for me to you know, look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's something that I've always had, uh, but like anyone else, uh, you know, when you look back on the road you've traveled, it's easy to connect the dots. But when the dots are connecting moving forward, you don't always know what that path is. Kind of like why it always feels like it takes longer to get to a certain place than when you return and go back home. Uh, I think the easiest thing to know is that my my path and my career, each step built from one step to another. But the one thing that has always been consistent is recognizing the strength and power in really asking great questions that start conversations that build relationships with who you do business with. And that's been a kind of a premise and a core to everything that that I do. And that, that stems into my consulting work and helping companies figure out how they can thrive and working with top leaders and helping them to perform better. And even on the podcast program I host, asking great questions, we're, we're tapping into how people thrive. So it's been part of who I am for a very long time. I guess it's now bordering 30 years of working. And it's really just what I love to do each and every day. It, it kind of uh, makes each day exciting because everyone is always facing new challenges, um, maybe where they're stuck or where they're stumbling and how we can move them onward and upward. That's so cool because I... I love collaborating with businesses. We, we, we try to never call them our clients. We try to say we we're partnering up with businesses because when you partner up and, and you create this teamwork with, with uh, a company, it just becomes something else. It just becomes a different dynamic. And we love that. And I love to hear that about you. Let me ask you one question because this always interests me is when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grow up? Because I love hearing how somebody <laughs> wanted to be this thing and totally finds their passion in something else. Interesting. Uh, I mean, aside from wanting to be a fireman, because that was really cool when I was really little, just to see people on ladders and, and uh, you know, rescue people. I, I would say... I, I think this sounds really interesting because a lot of the work that I do or used to do before COVID was to speak... Yeah in front of audiences and lead and facilitate. So there is an aspect to wanting to perform that obviously has been something that's been in my in my DNA, I guess, from the very beginning, whether it's to be on a stage. I remembered as a little kid, I loved to be in plays and shows, and that was true throughout um, 
throughout my high school career. And obviously, whenever you're in a sales meeting, that's kind of the same thing. You're just performing uh, <laughs> to deliver a performance to try to close business. And when I deliver the message of connecting, when I speak, whether now virtually online or via the podcast or on stage, those are the ways that I love to connect. So I guess I've always wanted to be communicating a message. I love I love that storytelling aspect of delivering content. And I think that's what, you know, that's what TV shows, movies, Broadway plays are. That's what great keynote speeches are. And that's what great content is. So I love that aspect of what I do. So I think that's always been in me. Um, I don't know if it's like, I mean, I never found the need, oh, I'm going to drop everything and go become an actor. I think it was more how to utilize the skills that I have in business and be able to perform them for my clients, my customers, the partners I work with. So are you saying that Tom Hanks got lucky that you didn't go into that line of business? <laughs> Make it clear, Tom, Tom Hanks. Uh, you got to remember. I, I actually think there's really something to be said. It's it's very funny. I have a lot of colleagues uh, who are who are speakers and and thought leaders and motivators that also have skills as stand up comics and improv specialists. I'll give a shout out to to my colleagues Gene Stafford and Drew Tarvin, uh, both experts in both of those things. And and if you go back to, you know, Tom Hanks and all those great, think of some of the greatest actors you've had. They've all, many of them have been uh, a comic to be able to perform or do improv work. Uh, all of those SNL characters or those Second City folks, uh, the art of being open to always saying yes to everything and accepting that really builds your skill as a communicator. And uh, yeah, but Tom Hanks has nothing to worry about. He's one of the greatest <laughs> actors of all time. So, but yeah, see, he, it's not that he should have worried about his career. Uh, I'll, I'll make it clear that when I see great acting and I see great performances, and this goes by people who are even great salespeople, I've seen it. What they're doing is they're really being authentic to who they are or to the role they're playing. And that's, and that's a skill. And uh, I highly recommend that to anybody. One of the Best best class that I ever took was an improv class to really learn how you can just be on your toes and be quick witted. It's great for business too. So and and really good for podcasting, as you would learn this, I'm sure, being able to be as quick witted as you are as a host. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. But that is so true. I think it adding to that is I always feed people by telling them that you have to do where you're you have to do what your passion is. You have to go after your passion because everything else, you're only going to give 80 to 100%, possibly not even going to get close to 100%. But when you are following your passion, you're going to hit 110% and it's not even going to be work. And so that's a whole different level. And I can definitely hear in your voice with what you do that you have a passion behind it. So that definitely tells me that anybody that listens to your word to uh, when you speak, they're getting a hundred 110% of you and they're getting a hundred and ten percent of content. That's going to just change their lives. I think energy is important too. It's funny. You mentioned that because you just, I was just watching recently. I don't know if you've seen it. They, you know, now they have the, uh, they filmed four years ago, Hamilton on Broadway, and now they've brought it to Disney Plus, and you could go watch it. Anyone who hasn't had a chance to see the show in person and has a chance to see it, you, what you really appreciate is the level of energy that they bring to every performance. And when you think about 
what you do and what you're passionate about. It is raising the bar and and those that thrive, Tiago, those that thrive are those that lift up the energy levels of others too, right? There's nothing more exciting when you, whether it's it's an athlete, you know, showing their performance on the field, uh, a top business performer in the zone, crushing and, and doing great things. You feel that energy when you connect with someone. And I think you have to bring that to the table. So it, it, it's essential uh, when you're pat if you're not passionate about it, you know that you've popped the balloon and you've deflated all that energy and you know what that's like. So the, the key is to constantly be doing the things that you're passionate about each day because you will do it the best and you'll give it the the level that it deserves. And, and if you're in the client service business like yourself or, or me working with my customers, that's what they deserve every day. As you said earlier, that's what you would expect of a partner to give the best that they can with everything they do. That's what a great teammate does. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's, I'm starting to take notes now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could listen to it on the way back. That's always an easier way to do it with the wonder of podcast. But it's in the moments it, the energy that's coming out of you and you're just like, no, I got to write this down. I got to put this down right now. Um, let me ask you this, you know, talking about energy and talking about um, communication, a lot of businesses are trending on uncharted waters when it comes to communicating. What are some of the techniques and some of the uh, methods that you've seen work for businesses right now? Because, you know, COVID-19 has come around and it's changed, really has taken businesses out of the traditional format into a whole new line of, of ways to do things. And communication is a vital, vital, vital part, not only talking to your clients, but also internal format for your, for your business. What, what are um, some of the techniques that you've seen from leaders uh, communicating within business or some of the techniques that you teach? Yeah, it, it, great question. And it's interesting because I, I, whether I knew it or not, I was working virtually for a very long time uh, and helping many of my organizations uh, just because the natural tendency of a consultant is to go from place to place. And many of that times I'd be afar working with teams to help them better connect. So what's really interesting is in, in the in this world we're in and specifically in that in that unique window of time when we really were in social isolation and, and shutdown mode, staying connected has never meant so much to everybody. I mean, I joked about it with uh, with a friend of mine, you know, as they were each state was coming up with these different stages of when you'd progressively open new businesses and move things forward. All I wanted to know was what stage we needed to get to when it was acceptable to give a hug to somebody. Um, you have to remember that we crave connection and the way that we need to work virtually. It's also important to recognize it's not just constantly connecting via a Zoom meeting or an email or a chat room or whatever it might be, we need to actually, just like we conserve our energy to use it in certain pops to do it effectively, we have to manage the remote working world that we're in, the virtual word world to thrive virtually. I've been showing people how they can better manage their day and work in shorter pockets. If I, would, if I were to say this, you're, you're better off working in a time block window in a certain amount of time, like from eight to 10 in the morning, I get more done than I do all day. Uh, and then and then take logical breaks throughout the day. Uh, 
make your, your communications much more concise and shorter. Uh, I've been joking about this for a very long time. People have broken, we have all these amazing devices, Tiago, amazing devices that connect us, but we seem to have lost the instruction manuals for them. Wow. You, you probably received a text message, which literally scrolls three pages in the bubble of the text on your phone. You've got an email that's got more attachments and a smaller font that it just keeps going because somebody felt like they were writing the Magna Carta. And you probably even had a phone call, which just was all over the place and, and really didn't have a sense of purpose. I think what this world that we're in right now is stressing with these great tools that we have, that we can be more efficient. And when we're more efficient, we get more done in a faster amount of time, which appreciates that connection that we have. So literally, you know, using emails as a bridge to a good phone call or a Zoom meeting, as opposed to making it an ongoing chain. I'm sure you have chains of emails where people are just constantly emailing, even one word responses back and forth. That's not what email was meant for. It was meant to get a certain point together or summarize something or, or bridge one meeting to the next for where you have to meet and start delivering work. People have lost that because it's so much easier to just quickly send something. So the way that you work in today's environment the way you need to thrive virtually is to, it's the sign off I have on my podcast show. You got to be brief, be bright, be gone. And that should be your methods of communications and a great tactic that I always look at whenever I send something. Does it, is it, is it concise? Is it short? Is it going to deliver the point? And maybe most importantly, is there a clear call to action with every digital virtual communication I have? Don't just have a meeting for the sake of having a meeting. And that includes, look, you know, your virtual cocktails, your social things that people have been doing during COVID. Uh, th those are great. Uh, and that is the purpose for it. But just to go in and have a two second quick high and be on camera, which might be able to be done on a regular phone call, that's your judgment because all that screen time is draining. So my big thing is those models, be brief, be bright, be gone, and think about that in every communication you have virtually. I love that. I truly love that. That's, it's, it's like the greatest thing about storytelling is getting that end result for me. So everything that uh, we think of doing when we uh, deal with a campaign for a client, whichever form it is, is we always go back to, because I've come from the film industry, I always go back to storytelling, storytelling. And at the end, there's got to be a resolution. And everything that we do, we got to have that call to action at the end. And that's so, like, I never really thought about that on emails. You know, I can only say that I've gotten on phone calls with people that I haven't gotten on phone calls in a long time. And it was totally interesting how to communicate with them because it's like they I'm, I'm an older generation so i know how to be on the phone and communicate but uh, there are the younger where it's mostly text text and when you call them they get surprised and it's been a very yeah. interesting change like I, I could share this i could share this with your listeners here this is a really cool rule we call it three two one and and ironically it was it was a rule i gave for my children when they first started using digital devices and it's, it's a helpful uh, device and it's really simple. And basically, if a text exceeds three sentences, it should be an email. If an email exceeds two ideas, it should be a phone call. And if a phone call exceeds more than one hour on your calendar, <laughs> it should be an in-person or a Zoom 
video conferencing bidding. So that three, two, one method shows you how you can use your devices more effectively, not just because it's the easiest way to do it. And I know you've had that where somebody sends an entire long text message to you that just goes on and on and on and on. And you're going, why, why are you putting this in this format? People need to understand that these devices are there to help us. And if we use them efficiently, we will work, connect, and thrive faster. That is so amazing. That is so true. I've gotten text that I'm like, is this a contract? What is this? It's like 14 pages. <laughs> totally good. Too. Attachments are a good thing too when you have them really long. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what would you say to when we're speaking to uh, internal teams when we as leaders are, are talking to our teams internally and we're trying to get the hunger back in them because during these times it's very difficult and all of this is it's such a new format. What would you say that we should do and how how we should approach our teams to make sure that they still feel the hunger, not the worry, because a lot of yeah. people right now are feeling mostly worries and anxiety, but we want as leaders to feed them with hunger to do well, to be successful, to thrive forward, to think about tomorrow instead of just being fed off that, off that uh, worry. <laughs> You know, and I guess this comes with the advantage of, of age, and that is, uh, unfortunately, I guess in my lifetime, I've seen way too many things in too short a window of time. Uh, from, you know, I was across the street in 9-11. I, I worked on Wall Street during the financial crisis in 2008. And, and now we're, you know, Hurricane Sandy and Storm, Superstorm Sandys. We've had so many of these events throughout <laughs> our lives that, that, that shake us up. And and by the way, life shakes us up. Life is not easy. You know, it is it is it is work to 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 make things continue to move. And, and if you, you cannot sit still, you always have to be moving forward. You always have to be thinking about how to do things better. Now, these unique times are doing something else to us. And, and you mentioned an interesting part about a leader. You know, the hard part here is normally if you're all together. And, and companies are starting to come back together in certain places. Let's call, depending on where you are in the country or in the globe. I, I was just on the call this morning with somebody over in Europe, and they're back in their office in uh, in Paris, France. So it's, you know, working on social distancing type things, but they're together and it makes such a difference because they get to see one another. But in the situations where everyone's working remotely, it's really important for leaders to make sure they check in with their key team members one on one. Just a quick how are things? How are you doing? How's your state of mind? You know, how's everybody physically? When we when we really were in the heat, and and I'm just outside of New York City, uh, back in April, what was going on over here was was really intense, and and a lot of people lost a lot of people. So, understanding the personal circumstances that people had was so important to to recognize and get that priorities to check in with the humanity of who we are. Now recognize that we do need to move forward. And by the way, work is great when you really focus on the things that need to be done. And this new way of doing things isn't really a new way of doing things. It's just a different way of doing things. And that's the the, the difference. I understand that we're still, we're still talking and connecting to people. We still want to be able to understand what their needs are. We're still delivering. And as you said earlier, partnering with our clients to help them. So Understand, help your teams one-on-one -on -one to make sure as a good leader, make sure they're doing okay. Try to make sure you bring group meetings, really short check-ins. I do this thing called the 10-minute huddle, uh, and I highly recommend it, where you basically, everybody goes around and does the following things. What are the top three things you're working on today? 
And what is the one thing you need help with? That's it. No long story is about, you know, what's going on with this problem or that client. Just get an update from everybody. You do this. You could do the whole meeting for like up to 15 people in like eight minutes. Ready, break, break your huddle, and then everybody gets off. It's a great touch point for companies to make sure they reconnect with their people. Those are the things that you can do. And by the way, you could do those same things when you're back in the office. You know, you just do a virtual standing huddle around someone else's desk. No need for an office or a chair or get comfy in that meeting. Get ready to do the great things that you've signed up to do for your company. That's what, as a leader, you need to motivate right now. And I think great companies are not only leading in the way they motivate, but they're motivating in the way they lead. And I think that's really important. And if you take that as a note for your listeners. Did you just copyright that? I just came up with it two seconds ago. So we can, we should. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> there you go. So that's super awesome because one of the articles that you have on your website, which I, I read a couple of days ago, was uh, that uh, people are having Zoom meeting fatigue. Oh, yeah. Big time. Can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about that article? Because it's really, it's like, it's intuitive. It's an incredible article. Like people should read because I, because now when you get before Zoom was like the new app. It was like, oh my gosh, we're getting into meeting on Zoom. But now it's like, okay, this is it's so redundant. It's it's and sometimes <laughs> people because here's because I have a I, I love young folks because they do bring so much energy. But sometimes uh, they. They get into stories that have nothing to do into the meeting, and then it's 15 minutes later, and I have five minutes, <laughs> five minutes to get through what I need to get through. But I, yep. sometimes I want them to have that because I feel that they haven't communicated, they haven't seen each other, and I feel like it, it builds. But this article is great because it does talk about uh, uh, Zoom fatigue. Can you tell us a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's really true, and and I highlighted this earlier, like. You cannot spend all day in front of your your Zoom screen, and and what's happening is is that we we because we want to make sure we connect with everyone. We just were doing a lot of one on ones or a lot of group meetings, or everybody should hop on a Zoom for every possible per thing. I, I looked at this and said, look, there's only so many hours in the days, and and while you can have really effective sessions working together virtually, you probably can be doing it more concise. So. Everyone felt zoomed out, if you would, or, or experiencing Zoom fatigue, like I couldn't look at having another Zoom meeting. And I, I mentioned this earlier about that virtual Zoom huddle, like having a really quick meeting to get your team together before they go off and do real work. Touching base on those one-on-ones that you can do as a leader, you know, maybe every two weeks with uh, one of your team members just to check in. Uh, use the phone on your, you know, you don't always have to be in front of the screen. You could do a quick phone conversation too, because that Zoom, just constantly staring at the screen is staring at a screen. It's not looking at a human being. I also would say that uh, everyone has to be more conscious of time. I've seen too many of those meetings run over and that's part of the Zoom fatigue thing is that you're literally bouncing from one Zoom meeting to another with no breaks. Uh, and Try to minimize the time that you're spending in the Zoom meeting. Use, just as I said before, use your time to meet so that the meeting itself is accomplishing the clear tasks. Say what you need to do, what's the one thing you're going to come out of it, and then get back to work or get back to doing what you do. We don't always need to just be 
chatting out there so you don't have people like looking at their phones or bringing the Zoom thing to the bathroom <laughs> or all those crazy things that we saw during this COVID. I think what's really important is managing those expectations and knowing when to use it so that we don't get so tired because it was like your mom said when you're a little kid, you know, you're spending too many hours in front of the television. You're just like staring. There is a component to that that's really um, tiring. So my point on Zoom fatigue and in the article I wrote, it's real. Be conscious of it and be alert as it relates to managing your time on these incredible uh, video interaction calls that you can have. I'm going to let you do a shout out at the end for your website, but I want to talk about your website right now because it's literally a holy grail of information. I'm telling you guys, like I went in there and it was like 30 minutes later. So tell us about thriveloud.com. It's, it's, yeah. it's such an amazing website. There's so much content on there. I feel like it's like uh, the wiki of Bit for Business. Wow. I, I, if we could, we, that you should patent, I would like that. <laughs> well, 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 it's actually interesting. So my company's name is Thrive, and, and I'm sure we'll lead into this as we sign off that I host a podcast called Thrive Loud, which are, is featuring those that are thriving in their lives, their businesses, and their passions. And the podcast show has gotten so popular that – we recognize that thriveloud.com was really a, a great way to just centralize everything for the Thrive business. So what we do is, like just as you mentioned, like we'll put in the the blogs, like the Zoom fatigues, and ways that you can figure out how you can thrive. We put the podcast program in there. We we feature uh, some cool videos and things about how you can improve the way that you work each day because thriving in your business is what our business is about, and helping to get people to connect it. So it features a lot of me. It features a lot of the work that we do with our clients. Uh, and and we're, we're very proud of, I guess, of our branding too, because if you, there's some, that onward and upward that we call it the Thrive Jack, that little circular, looks like a three pronged thing, which focuses on those three things that we talked about, business development, leadership, and marketing, which are the things that we, uh, each one of those prongs works on, on helping you move onward and upward. And it's pointing up to the right onward and upward if you haven't figured that out either <laughs> everything's got its point right yep that's awesome we that's try awesome. see here's the thing it's like i just you just i just talked about your podcast i just talked about your article and it's just like one content of what you do and it's just one area of what you do and you brought up uh your your company thrive tell us about your company this is what i'm saying this shouldn't be a 30 minute podcast with you. It, I need more time with you because you have so much material. You have so much important content. It, it's ridiculous. Well, here's the thing. What, what Thrive is all about is working with these amazing businesses, leaders and brands and getting them to take it to the next level. Uh, moving onward and upward. So the work that we do is kind of the work that I do, right? All centered around that connecting work, where if you're able to understand the core elements of how you can connect, how you can be more efficient with your team as part of connecting more efficiently, be better with your clients and more concise in delivering the message you need to, and, and being really concise and connecting with your messaging. Pair that all together, that's what gets people to think about moving their business upward and onward. I look at any type of challenge that a company has. They're always trying to improve the game. You can look at it in isolation just from sales, which is really the world I came from, but it carries over to these other skills. So I, I recognize that a sale is just one item that you're dealing with a target. It's the connection 
that you need to have. And if you work on a connection, you're going to have many, many more sales. You're going to establish a closer relationship with your, as you use the word, partner, your client that you're trying to service. So this is our philosophy. This is our passion. And maybe most importantly, it's the great work we do because we we really do dig in and help these companies take it to the next level through the, the hard consulting work that uh, and the messaging that we do in connecting. That's so awesome. I love that because... It, when you have a partnership, like a lot of some of the techniques that we use is when uh, like the video editors, I always tell them, I said, you never work for the first video. You always make sure you're ready to work for the second one. What does that mean? <laughs> that means that you're putting so much quality into that first video for that client that they are already going to want to do another one. That means you're investing into them. You're giving them not just what is under a contract, but you're giving them exactly what they need to be successful. And they're going to come back to you with a different. You're creating that incredible partnership. You're creating that quality relationship with that with with that clientele. And I love that. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, this is really horrible right now because we're. It's 30 minutes. We got to wrap. We got to wrap. We got to wrap. Yeah, I, I don't I know. like this right now. But tell us, where can people find out more about you and find out about your podcast? Which, by the way, it's an award-winning podcast, people. If I haven't said that, I haven't said it enough by only saying it <laughs> once. But tell us a little bit more where people can find out more about you. So if you're interested in connecting with me, Thrive, or listening to the Thrive Lab podcast, everywhere in social media, just search for at Thrive Loud, T-H-R-I-V-E-L-O-U-D. Uh, you obviously can go to thriveloud.com where you can listen to the podcast episodes of our amazing guests that are thriving each and every day. And uh, also learn all the things that uh, that we've been talking about here that we that we feature all our services and how we can help your organization take things to the next level. Uh, everyone's always looking to improve their sales, their leadership, and marketing. And that's where we that's our expertise and that's what we help with and everything is there. So at thrive loud, all on social media and thrive Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate your enthusiasm, your hunger and what you are feeding to everyone out there. Uh, totally great. This has been a truly great honor to be on your program and I love connecting with you, my friend. Awesome. Lou, you have a great one. You got it. Uh,